what we're going to discuss tonight is three very interesting halachas, very practical halachas, and we'll see the nafkeminas, the differences which come out as a result of these three principles. So last week we already began to discuss what's the minimum share of food that a person needs to make a bracha on. But we, as we know, it's not just an amount of food, it's also, there's a second factor determining whether one needs to make a bracha or not, and that is the amount of time. The, the time factor, because a person is only considered to have eaten something when he eats it within a certain amount of time, we call it press. And if a person eats the kazais, which we said is the minimum amount of food to make a bracha, in less than that amount of time, so then he's considered it's one eating and he has to make a bracha achrayna. If it takes him longer than a kazaychilis press, then it's not considered that the eating is all one, one so to speak, one united uh, joined together amount of food, and if that's the case, he doesn't have to make a bracha achrayna. Okay, and therefore, what's the share of kazaychilis press? The amount of time the Mishabura says to eat is three eggs or four eggs, and what does that translate into? time we deal with, we know that in Nachronim there are two different opinions how to work this out. The one opinion in Nachronim, which is the original opinion of the Chaznish, maybe, is, I mean the Chasm Sof and Islamidim, was either eight or nine minutes. The other opinion, which is the opinion of the more recently, the Nachronim, such as Ramesh Feinstein, and uh, other Nachronim have also held that it's between three and four minutes, or maybe even eight to nine minutes, and it does say between two to four minutes. Now, this halacha of what's called the Kedachilis Pras doesn't just apply to brachas. It applies to a lot of halachas. It applies to Dilindaraisa. So, for example, if a person has to eat a kazais of matzah, so he has to eat a kazais of matzah within the shir of Kedachilis Pras. If a person is not allowed to eat a Yom Kippur, so a person is not allowed to eat a kazais of Kedachilis Pras, midaraisa. And therefore, when it comes to the rices, we always go to the Chumrah. The Chumrah means that when we're talking about what a person is mechuyev to eat, he should try to eat in the smallest share. The smallest share being two minutes or four minutes. And therefore we always try and advise people when they're eating a kazais of matzah to eat it within two or four minutes. When we're talking about Yom Kippur, and therefore we want to make it the longest possible time that a person doesn't have to, is not considered eating, so we go to the Chumrah the other way. And we say a person who needs to eat in Yom Kippur, we has to eat less than a kazais every nine minutes. You know, just to wait nine minutes before he eats another amount of food less than the kazais, because that way it's the biggest share. What about when it comes to brachas? When it comes to brachas, again, we try, we try to be more machmir, and therefore we say that if a person should try to eat a kazais within two to four minutes, the smaller share of kadeichel is pressed, in order to be able to make a bracha achrayna. Now the MS is, for most foods, that's not very difficult. Uh, kazais is is about a sixth of a kedachilis press. If we're talking about the kedachilis press as being three or four beitzim, a kazais is approximately half a beitzim. So therefore, it shouldn't be hard to eat a kazais in the amount of time kedachilis press, as long as the person is eating consistently. If a person doesn't, you know, stops and start in the middle and carries on, then maybe he'll run into problems. But normally, if a person eats, it shouldn't be difficult to eat a kazais in that amount of time. Where the question comes is those foods which a person doesn't eat, such as a candy that a person sucks, or an ice cream cone that a person licks. When a person is not eating, he's like licking, sucking, whatever it's going to be, so then it can take him much longer in order to eat the share, in which case it becomes a very real question of maybe he's 
eating uh, maybe not uh, in too long a time period, in which case he's not going to be chayv in a bracha achrena. Right, so that's the first question which we're going to discuss. The second point is when it comes to liquids. Because there's a machlaikis in the poiskim, what's the shear for drinking? In, in other words, within how much time does a person have to drink the minimum share of liquid, which we saw last time, is a revise. So, in how much time does a person have to drink the revise in order to consider it one drinking, one act of drinking that we can make, make him make a bracha achrena? The one opinion is the amount of time it takes to drink a revise. So, if a person drinks normally, the revise, whatever, the, that amount of liquid, so then however long it takes him to drink, if he's drinking in a normal way, so he'll be chayv in a bracha achrena. If he drinks more slowly than that, then he won't be chayv in a bracha achrena. The other opinion, this is the opinion of the Vilna Gaon also, is that it's the same shear as food. It's the shear of Gedeh Pras. Which means it's very difficult not to be able to drink in that amount of time. You have a, a revise isn't much. It's 150 cc's, which is about two-thirds of the cup. And to drink that in three to four minutes shouldn't be very difficult. So normally a person, if he's drinking, won't have a problem drinking within the amount of time to make the bracha achrena. The two exceptions are, and this is the Mishabur himself already brings, a person is eating or drinking boiling hot tea. That's why they're having a black tea because they have a sore throat, whatever the case might be, and it's boiling hot, so they can't drink it too fast. So they're sipping it slowly. If that's the case, if a person's sipping it a little bit at a time because it's boiling hot, he might not be able to finish it in the amount of time that he has to drink. The other option is something which is very cold. And the same problem, if it's very cold, it's hard to drink quickly, and therefore maybe a person will just be sipping it as opposed to drinking it, so it might take him a longer amount of time. Right, so in that case, the Mishnah Burr himself says that a person wouldn't make the bracha, wouldn't make a bracha achrona if he just sipped it, because he never drank enough in the, the Kedai Revist. And therefore he says an, as an Eitzah, that if a person has a whole mug of boiling tea, so he should leave the last Revist to cool down, as if he wants to sip, it runs still hot. Most of the cup, he should leave a revise at the end to cool down, and then he can drink that last revise in one go and make the bracha achrayin on that. Right. We'll see. That's the din of the Mishnah Burr. Now, a lot, a lot of folks can argue with this Mishnah Burr. The Chasm Sefer first, and after that, they say Chaim Briska argued with it, and Mrs. Zaman Meltzer, and Rav Zaman, and the Chazanesh, and Rabbi Yashiv, and they all held that if that's the normal way to drink, then that defines normal. Right? If normally people sip hot tea because they can't drink it fast than that, and at the end of the day they drank a revise, then we can't say that they, did, they drank it in an abnormal way. That's the normal way to drink boiling tea. And if that's the case, they would hold, as long as a person drank the normal way that a person drinks, then they could still make a bracha achrayna. They could still make a bracha achrayna. And if Shlomo Zaman himself was noyag the chumr of the Mishnah which means he would leave a little bit at the bottom of the cup to cool down, and then he would drink that all one go so that he could make He'd have a revise together that he would make a bracha achrayna on. But halacha he held, like we said a lot of other achrayna, that as long as that's a normal way uh, to drink, uh, you can't say that that's, he would drink too slowly. That's why people drink drinks which are too hot to drink normally. Now, because of this cheshman, which is pretty well known, Rav Vazna came up with a very interesting halacha. And he said, if that's the case, going back to what we said previously, if a person licks ice cream, even if it takes him more than the three or four minutes, like a day for his press, to finish the con or the, the ice, or whatever it's going to be, Avazan says, if the Sfarah is, if that's a normal way to eat something, then you can't say he ate it too slowly. So that's a normal way to eat ice cream. So that's the case, then he'd say, in that case also, even if it's more than three or four minutes, you can make up Rachachachrina. But, this only applies to foods which are too hot 
or too cold to you know to eat or drink quickly. It's, uh, therefore, a person has to have them a little bit at a time. However, what I call today the iced coffee culture, which people buy iced coffee and sip it slowly, and it's part of a, maybe a social norm, whatever it's going to be, it, it doesn't have to be like that. The person could drink it more quickly. There's nothing which is preventing him doing that. If that's the case, then this aids won't work. You know, this far only is a person can't drink it or eat it faster than they are, because it's too hot or too cold. And if that's the case, this is a normal way to eat it. But when something is a person could eat it more quickly or drink it more quickly, and it's just because they enjoy sipping it slowly, then they would actually have this problem. And we're only able to make a bracha chrona if they have enough within the share of, like we said, either Kadei Revis, preferably, or at least a Kadei Chiras Pras. The other example is, and this I'll leave for the two to decide for themselves, a person who's drinking whiskey. Most people can't knock back a whole glass of whiskey in one go. A person actually sips it, it's, it's strong. And if that's the case, are we going to say that since a person could drink a revise at a time, and he, if he's going to suffer too slowly, he'll have, he'll, he won't have enough in the time limit, in the shear, of a Kedayish Jesh Revis to make a Baruch HaKhrayna? Or do we say no? If it's a normal thing to drink whiskey slowly because it's too strong to drink quickly, and if that's the case, it's like hot tea or cold ice cream, in which case um, it was the normal way to drink it would be to suffer slowly as opposed to drinking it in gulps. Whiskey? Yeah. Okay, so that brings us to our second halachic question we want to talk about tonight, and that is what to do when you have a sophic. Now, there could be three kinds of sophic. A sophic of a bracha like this. A person is not sure, sure they ate enough, or they're not sure they ate quickly enough. Or it could be a person is a sophic because they don't remember if they made the bracha. They were talking to somebody and they think, actually, did I make the shabbat or not? Which is also a sophic in bracha chreina. Or it could be they're a suffolk if they were yotzi with the bracha. You know, sometimes, maybe not by brainafoshes, but by other brachas, if a person leaves out a necessary part of the bracha, he's not going to be yotzi, such as brikas Muslim, he leaves out ritzay on Shabbos, whatever it is. So we have sveikas by bracha achreina. And what's the rule of a suffolk by bracha achreina? So the Shulchan Aruch tells us that the suffolk of bracha achreina falls into the regular category of suffolk brachas, which means if it's a suffolk deraisa, the person's going to have to repeat the bracha. If it's a suffolk derabanan, then a person is not allowed to repeat the bracha because it might be saying Hashem's name for nothing. So now, we know that Birkas HaMazim is Daraisa, and therefore if a person had a suffolk, if they benched or not, they would have to bench again with two conditions. Number one, they ate enough that they're satisfied. Because we pass Kanak, the, the Poiskim will hold, that Birkas HaMazim is only a Daraisa when it's Valchalt of a Savata. You ate and you were satisfied. If a person just ate one slice of bread, so even though he's high to bench, because he ate more than a Kazais, but that chiv is only midrabonin. And therefore, since the benching is only midrabonin, when you have a suffolk, you wouldn't be allowed to bench. But if a person ate enough to satisfy themselves, then the chiv to bench is midaraisa. And if that's the case, if they had a suffolk, if they benched, or they had a suffolk, if they, if they left out something which would mark of the benching, they'll have to bench again. When a person benches again, he has to say the entire brachas are Which means, even though the first three brachas are daraisa, and the fourth bracha, whatever mate is only midrabonin, we're not going to say that a suffolk on the brachas deraisa will make him repeat those brachas, whereas a suffolk on the fourth bracha is different. Once he benches again, the halachis has to say the whole benching again, even though the fourth bracha is on the rabban. Now that applies to men. What about ladies? What about ladies? Is a, does a lady have a chiv to bench with deraisa or not? It's a machlokas really in the Gemara. It's a machlokas in Tanoim because the Pasuk says, V'achalta v'sovata v'erachtas Hashem aleikecha ala oretz atoi v'ashinasanach. You're thanking Hashem for the good land that He gave you, and as we know, ladies weren't given a chalik in Eretz Yisrael. 
And therefore, the Tanayim hold that the Chiyav to bench on a lady is not Midaraisa. That the Tanayim hold that it is. And uh, it's a Machlokis in the Rishonim who we pass the Nak. And therefore, if a lady would have a Suffolk, if she benched or not, so now it's a Suffolk if she benched, but it's also a Machlokis if it's a Daraisa or Drabonin for her. And if that's the case, what she meant to do. So the post can say that uh, being as the, chash, the on the one hand, she has a mitzvah deraisa. On the other hand, there's a chashash of a bracha levatala. Since their opinions who hold that she's meant to bench again, you can't call it a bracha levatala. It's not for nothing. The opinions that hold she has to do it. And therefore, a lady would have to bench again if she has a suffix by benching because the shit is at hold that she's mukhir. And therefore, being as she's being makayim, that opinion is not called levatala. What about a child? When it comes to children, by children, the chiyav to bench is animid rabbanon. Right? As a regular dinner of mitzvah chinuch. It says of Shlomo Zaman Arbach, that might be the case. But everything children do is, is part of chinuch. And therefore, we want to mechanech the child that when he grows up, if he forgets benching, he has to bench again. So we can mechanech him that now already now. That if he forgot to bench, even though now he doesn't have a chiyav deraisa, but he has a chiyav chinuch. And the chiyav chinuch is that if a person forgets to bench as an adult, he'll have to bench again. And therefore, here also, he's allowed to bench again. Right. Now, that's as far as Birkas Amazon goes. When it comes to Aramichya, when it comes to the Brachma and Shalash, is this, and a person ate enough Mazayanus, let's say, to satisfy themselves, they had a lot of Kugel or a lot of cake at the Kiddush, whatever it is, they're satisfied from Mazayanus, what's the status of Aramichya? Is it the Raisa with Rabbanan? This is a big Machlokas to show you. those who show who learn that Aramichya, when a person ate enough to satisfy themselves, is also made the Raisa? And then those who argue with that. And therefore the Mishnah Bura advises here, and a lot of other poets can do as well, that if a person has a suffix, if you made Aramichya, in a case where he ate enough that he's satisfied, the best answer is, eat some more. Eat some more because then he can make the bracha achrona. And even if he doesn't have more mazonas to eat, but he can eat some fruit, which Shemachai Vimala eats, and Alpha Paris, or you can drink a revise of wine, Shemachai Vimala Geffen, then he can make the bracha of Alamichya, of Alagefen or Alaparis, and at the same time, put an Alamichya to be Aitzin Yisafik. But there isn't another good Aitzin here, because here there's a bigger Machlaikas if it's the Raisin with Rabban. If a person... Now, but when you get to Baron of Fashis, everybody agrees with Mid Rabbanan, and therefore what often happens, a person forgets that he makes Baron of Fashis or not, the Halacha is that he doesn't repeat the Bracha, the Safik Brachas, the Hakel. Now that's where the Mishnah Bura leaves the Sogi. That there's nothing to do. If it's a Suffolk brachas, you can't make a bracha for nothing. And therefore, because it's an Amid Rabbanan, he, should, he shouldn't, in the case of Suffolk, like we said, whether the Suffolk is he forgot, or the Suffolk is he doesn't not sure ate enough, or the Suffolk is maybe thought it took him too long to eat, in any of these cases, the din of Suffolk brachas will be that he doesn't make the bracha again. Three other Mahalchim, but we find in Nachronim, of what to do in such a case. A person doesn't know if he made a brand of fashas. It's interesting the Mishnah Buddha doesn't quote any of them, even though they all came before him. And you will see that the three other halachic aids uh, which are suggested, but like I said, the Mishnah Buddha doesn't mention any of them. The first one is that a person should think the bracha. Uh, have the bracha in mind. He should think the bracha. The Guinness Vardim says that if a person thinks the bracha, it's not a bracha levatala, but maybe it's still be yodse, uh, the idea of thanking Hashem b'machshava, and therefore a person is a suffolk, if you made a bracha or not, so don't verbalize the bracha, think it. Why does he just say the bracha? Mr. Ruh doesn't hold this aitzer, that he holds that thinking doesn't work, but we find a number of achronim, such as the primogadim and the mamadachai and others who do bring this aitzer down, that if a person is a suffolk by a bracha, he should think the bracha. Like we said, the Mishnah Ruh doesn't bring it, he doesn't hold the brachas. 
The second idea is a bit more creative, and that is, what does one need in order to say a bracha? One needs to say, Barachata, Hashem, Melech and whatever the bracha is going to be. But the problem is, if it's a suffix, you can't say Hashem's name for nothing. And therefore, there's, it's brought down already in the Pisgah Chuvah, in Yeridea, if a person has a suffix in a bracha, what he should do is just say the two psukim, Vayavarech David, Hashem le'enekorakol, Vayavarech David, Barachata, Hashem le'enekei Yisrael avinu, Me'atav ve'adolam. Shabarek re'agafin. Or burn a fashion Because I didn't say Hashem's name for nothing. I said a whole pasuk. And at the end of the pasuk, I added on what I wanted to say as a bracha because the pasuk already gave me the, the, so to speak, the main setup of the bracha. I've got the main setup of the bracha that I need. And I'll just finish off after I finish the pasuk with whatever conclusion I had a suffix if I made. So the Prima Godim Yeridea says that this is an eighth for a person as a suffix brachas. The master is, even though he brings it down, Mishlam Zalman held that this is not a good idea to uh, publicize this idea because it's going to make people make mistakes. In other words, uh, they'll get mixed up when they're asking brachas and they're saying psukim and adding brachas. So he, he, he didn't argue with it so much. It's a prima godin, but nevertheless, he wasn't too fond of the idea. Uh, like I said, the Mishnah Bura, even though he had the prima godin, he didn't mention it. The third suggestion brought up is brought down by the Pneisha. The Pneisha says that he brings the Gemara. And the Gemara says that a person who makes a bracha in Aramaic can be Yetzi. And the Nusach of the bracha that is brought is if a person wants to make a Moiti, and you say, Brich, Rachmana, Malka da Alma, Marada Hai Peter. Which means, Brich, Rachmana, Barach Hashem, Malka da Alma, Melech Oilam, Marada Hai Peter, the one who created this bread. And that's Yetzi bracha with that. Now, says of Yeshua, the name Rachmana is not one of Hashem's names which can't be said. It's a title. The one, Rachmana is translated as Harachaman. Right? And if that's the case, if we find the Nusach of a bracha, which is using a title of Hashem, rather than a name of Hashem, so then I can't say Hashem's name for nothing, but why can't I make the Nusach of a bracha in a similar way to the Aramaic? So obviously I have to know how to translate the bracha into Aramaic, but if I would be able to do that, then I have an answer. If I have a Suffolk, I can make the bracha with saying Brich Rachmana in place of Baruch Atah Hashem, and I'm not saying Hashem's name for nothing, but on the other hand, it counts as a bracha. So we hear it could be, except here we have a nusach. We're not making something up which doesn't have a basis. The G-O-D, that, this would be an answer. This last answer, the Chassam Sofer already argues with it, and he holds it doesn't not, it doesn't work. He shouldn't say it. He says because even if it's a, to say Rahman by itself is not Shem Hashem and it's not considered saying Hashem's name for nothing, but if you're going to say a nusach bracha, then maybe it's a bracha levatara. As, as much as you're considering it a bracha, it will be a bracha of a Torah to say it for nothing. And therefore, you shouldn't turn around the Seitzah. And therefore, even though we found three different discussions in the Achronim as what potential other options would be um, when a person forgot or isn't sure if he's meant to make Bari Nefashas, the Maestro, we don't hold of any of them. And uh, it's if a person can eat more, he has more to eat, and then he can make a Bari Nefashas on something else. And we might see whatever he was eating before Musafik, that would be the best. If not, so then I'd have to make a new bracha rishayna and eat something, make a new bracha rishayna. Right, and that would be good. If I don't have something else to eat, I don't make any bracha. Now that's all as far as the last bracha goes. What happens if a person had a suffix regarding the first bracha? Which means the person, let's say, this is very common, a person ate one thing, and he's not sure he's an American. This is your example from before. So he's not sure that I have other things in mind or not. And if that's the case, if I did, then I don't have to make another bracha. If I didn't, then I do. 
So when it comes to bracha rishona, then the person is a suffix. Did I say the bracha rishona, or am I still yet with my bracha rishona? Do I need another one? What would be the halacha by a suffix regarding a bracha rishona? So there's a ma'asha, and the ma'asha, the ma'asha, the ma'asha says that if a person has a suffix in the bracha rishona, it's a very simple answer. Don't eat. Don't eat. I'm not sure if I made the bracha or not. If I need to make a bracha or not. So the answer is don't eat. How much time elapses between? You made a bracha, you, you drank your water, time goes by, you want to have more. He says, here we don't have the suffix, because no one's forcing you to eat. And if that's the case, if I have a suffix, if I need to make a bracha or not, the easiest solution is, don't eat, and you don't need to make the bracha. For however long it's going to be. Has a chadas, I go outside, I change my place, whatever it is. That's the, the marasha. The marasha is not all the agree with this marasha. Because there are those who hold that once the day, that, why does he say that? Because there's an issue to eat without a bracha. It's also to get hand off and it's without a bracha. And if that's the case, if I'm not sure I made the bracha, then it would be also for me to eat something without, on the side that I haven't made a bracha. But the Akhronim argue with this. And they say, once there's a question, do I need to make a bracha or not? And the halacha is, because of sahabic brachas, I don't need to make a bracha. If that's the case, I'm not doing anything wrong. And therefore, they say, you don't have to, go to, you don't have to necessarily hold the khumra of the marasha and not eat because... Um, much if I have made a bracha or not, once the halacha is going to be suffix bracha stahakel, then I'm allowed to rely on that and not make a bracha. Obviously, if there's another food that I can make a bracha on, which I wasn't intending to eat, that would always be the best option. So if I'm sitting at the table and I'm not sure, did I make a, I'm busy drinking, I think, actually one second, did I make a shakal on this coffee or not? If I go find something else, which I wasn't intending to eat, which is a shakal, I can make it on something else and be mighty what I'm drinking now. That would obviously be the, the easy solution. Did you make a shakal on something else? point, um, which is negated to Salah also, and that is we spoke about minimum shira food what are, what's the din of a person who wants to taste food the halach of te'im, a person wants to taste food so now it depends why is he tasting the food if a person wants to taste the food because he enjoys the taste, so then he's hived to make a bracha before he eats, like any time a person enjoys something, he has to make a bracha before he eats, if he doesn't eat enough he doesn't eat like a kazais like we said, or the liquid doesn't drink kiravis then there's no bracha achrena but let's say a person wants to taste the food not because they want to eat it. They just want to, they, they're working in the kitchen. They want to see, does it taste good? Is it salty enough? Is it ready? Is it raw? And they want to taste it just to ascertain where it's holding. To emma for the tarikh of, of cooking. So now, there's two opinions over here. The Shulchan brings both. The one opinion is that if a person tastes food not to enjoy it, just to see if it's ready or not, if that's the case, even if he swallows it, as long as he doesn't eat, let's look on a liquid first, as long as he doesn't drink a revise, right, he doesn't have to make a bracha before or afterwards. He doesn't have to make a bracha before because he wasn't intending to eat it for pleasure, and not afterwards because it wasn't enough. But if a person's going to drink a revise, then if that's the case, the person's going to have to make a bracha before and afterwards. Before because that's already called eating, and afterwards because he's eaten enough, and he's chayv a bracha achrena. That's the first opinion of the Shulchan Aruch. The second opinion of the Shulchan Aruch is, that a person who tastes food is only part of from a bracha if he'd spit the food out again. If, if he'd spit it out again. He tasted it, and he's not going to swallow it. But if a person swallows the food, then he's going to have to make a bracha regardless, because that's already considered like eating. It's the opposite. We're talking the opposite now... The first it's the two different opinions. It's Machlokas Rishonim. The Gemara says Te'im doesn't have to make a bracha, and it's Machlokas and the Rishonim what Te'im means. The one opinion means Te'im means tasting the food even if you're going to swallow it, as long as his intention wasn't to eat. His intention was to taste. And the second opinion holds to him means not swallowing. If as long as it went to swallow it, that's called eating it. That's not called to him. 
Now, just to... Um, the Shulchan brings both opinions. The Ramah Paskans, Safik Brachas Lahakil. Which means, if a person would swallow it, since it's a Safik, if he has to make a Bracha or not, then he would not make a Bracha. As long as they're having only a little bit less than a Revis to taste. Now, to taste means, I don't know that it tastes good, that's why I'm tasting it. Something I know tastes good, and I'm tasting it because I enjoy the taste, and the Shabura said, it's already called eating. And therefore, when there's this un- a notion that people have of on Arab Shabbos, Tayyamir, to taste the Shabbos food, it depends where you're holding. If the food is still cooking and you want to taste if it's ready or not, so then you don't have to make a brach on it. If the food's already ready and you just want to enjoy it on Arab Shabbos already, okay, like a sneak preview, right, then you're doing it to enjoy it, and you for sure have to make a bracha. Right, so that's what's going to get to the dinner of Te'ima. There's a Magen Abram. And the Magen Abram says, what happens if a person has a number of pots cooking and she's checking everything? So she has a spoon, like a teaspoon of this and a spoon of that and something here. And do we consider each one separate, a separate te'ima? And if each one is less than a revis, she's not going to have to make a bracha. Or do we say, no, we combine all the food that she's eating together and uh, we, we, is the total amount that was eaten a revis or not? The Be'er Be'er discusses what, which way the Magen Abraham meant. And his maskana is that as long as each one is less than a revis, each one's a separate te'ima. The fact that I tasted the soup, and I tasted the charot, and I tasted something else, they have to do with each other. And therefore, as long as each one's less than a revis, there's no din of te'ima. And if that's the case, um, a person doesn't have to make a bracha. The last one we're going to talk about is the prima gaudium. The prima gaudium asks, and that is, it says, according to the second opinion, that holds that it's, you, if you taste something and don't swallow it, you spit it out again, you don't have to make a bracha. Right? Because te'ima means, te'ima means not swallowing. So he asks the shayla, how's it mutter to do that? Alright, so it's a bracha, it's wasting food, it's baltashkis. And therefore the Prima Gaim says, that therefore even if that might be the halacha, a person should have in mind, I do want to swallow it, and then I can make a bracha. Oh, but then he gets into the machlaikis, how much does he have to drink? And therefore the Prima Gaim says, if a person wants to taste food, they should taste the revis, and make a bracha, and then they eat with all the, all the spakers. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's a lady who has self-confidence in her own cooking. If she's tasting because she's not sure it's good, then to make herself a revise before she's even tried it, it might be a bit much to ask for. But if she thinks it's probably going to be something she'd want to eat, then she can, she can go with the schumra of the prima gaudium.